I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and investors and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Matt Balaker on the line. He's a consultant over at MJIC, Inc., and also an author, investor, and comedian. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get uh, more into your background and also what you're doing. So I mean, author, investor, comedian, these are all, it's like the trifecta <laughs> right there of a great interview. So I'm excited to get into what kind of projects you're working on right now. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit into your background. So how'd you get started in business and really as an entrepreneur? Sure. It started in the early 2000s. I was a busy con student at UCLA and it was kind of after the dot-com boom, and there weren't as many opportunities as there were a few years before. Um, but I was working at a small investment bank doing private placements in Brentwood, and I could tell um, my time there wasn't long because I was pitching a company that uh, wrapped advertisements around Volkswagen Bugs as the business model. So I figured I, I had to uh, freshen up my resume because I was <laughs> looking for work pretty soon. Uh, it definitely wasn't Yahoo or Google or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. But in the process of doing that, Adam, there was a gentleman I called who ran a uh, small hedge fund that was uh, was still buying private placements. And he made a comment once. He's like, you know, you're very persistent. I could use a guy like you working for me one day. And I took his name and contact information down. And a few weeks later, I, I hit him up. And uh, that was my first introduction to the buy side. Oh my gosh, what a great uh, what a great story and how you got involved. Um I'll tell you because uh I think sometimes people don't like we get opportunity I, this is my theory. We get opportunities all the time. Like they're all around us. They're constantly happening. I mean, like what you just said, I bet you that happens to a lot of people uh, daily. Um on on one thing or another and they're just not receptive to it. Here you caught it. You're like, "Oh, I wrote it down. I took it. You took that little note and then ended up using that info." So, I love that cuz I think everybody has that in them and and coming towards them. Um so there's some, you know, there's some younger people listening that are just getting started or maybe they're, you know, a couple years out of college and they're finding their way in the, in the workforce. Um, you know, you've had some zigs, some zags, some different things. Love the, love oh, the yeah. story. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on, on kind of finding their way? Uh, get to know people that can write big checks. Um, that's... <laughs> That's something I, I almost wish I would have learned earlier because it, it's it's kind of trite, but sometimes it's more who you know than what you know. And it's it's a matter of knowing. And, and when I say people, it's probably better said organizations. And then don't just go up to them and be like, I have a project. Uh, write me a $5 million check to fund this project. Figure out a way you can help those people in those groups. I think that... Um, you know, coming out of school, we all think we have so much value to add, but sometimes the most value we can add is just being nice to someone and making, you know, his or her job easier. So I, I think that's another, it goes hand in hand, like know people that can write big checks and then uh, treat everybody, even those that can't write big checks, treat everybody really well. 
No, I love that. Um, but I will say that I, I actually took that down as a note. Get to know people who can write big checks. <laughs> that's true. Um, and it, it comes to it comes down to your network. I mean, that's. I mean, I love I love your your way of saying it's much more memorable. But if you have the if you have a network of people that are influential and that um, and that are interesting also, not just influential, then um, you have the opportunity to get more done. So I, I love it. Great stuff there. Um, let's switch it up a bit, Matt. I want to get into what you're sure. doing um, now. Um, what kind of projects are you working on right now? I'm promoting a book that came out. It's, it's a passion project that I've been working on for several years. It's about uh, the late great comedian Greg Giraldo. The book is called Greg Giraldo, A Comedian Story. So I've been on the podcast circuit. Uh, obviously, this, this is the top one, but I've also been on Adam Carolla's show and uh, Thick Skin with Jeffrey Ross and doing a lot of publicity in California, New York to, uh, to get people interested in the book. And I'm also working on, cre- on turning this book into a documentary and possibly a feature film. Um, from that, I'm, I'm promoting it for stand-up shows. And also, I'm working with a company uh, in the cannabis space. It's, it's a um, cannabis distribution and logistics company. Um, and and that's, uh, that, that's something that's been a really exciting opportunity as well. Wow. Um, and so what was the inspiration for this book? Like, what, what took you down this path? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, in the early 2000s, I moved to New York uh, with my older brother, and I started interning at Conan O'Brien. I've always enjoyed comedy. And there was a stand-up there, who, uh, which is really funny, kind of smart and different, and his name was Greg Giraldo. And then when I started working more full-time, I would watch uh, Tough Crowd, on Comedy Central, and then this guy Greg Giraldo was a regular on it, and he had a cool backstory. He was a, a Harvard-educated attorney who worked at one of the largest law firms in the world called Skadden Arps. It's incredibly prestigious, and then he gave it all up after about a year or so to pursue stand-up comedy, and then uh, fast forward about eight years, and he passed away from an apparent drug overdose, and while I was working, I, I, I was on break once, and I was on Amazon, and I wanted to read about him, and it just struck me as really odd that this guy, who I thought was maybe the best comedian of his generation, didn't have a book. So that was my inspiration. That was my aha moment to write the book. Wow. That's quite a – and I know putting together a book and the content and all this stuff. I mean, I'm looking at it on Amazon. For anybody that's listening, definitely go get this book, um, Greg, Greg Geraldo's um, A Comedian Story. Um, this is a, it's a lot of work to put together a book. It's quite a commitment. So when you say a passion project, um, that's an understatement. Um, it is, yes. That's awesome, and now going around and um, and promoting it. This is, uh, I mean, I'm looking at it. This is this is pretty freaking amazing. I love it. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing as a comedian. So how how this kind of juncture, you as a comedian, and uh, you know this whole thing. How does that come about as in terms of an investment guy? Sure. Well, my first job with that investment fund was uh, located in Hollywood, and there were several open mics. And the Groundlings, which is a very popular improv school, was about a mile and a half from where I was working on Melrose. And so after work, uh, I would take classes there. And then a few years later, after work, I would go uh, to various open mics. And it wasn't something I, I necessarily thought of as a career. I just really enjoyed the challenge and the excitement of doing it. Like, it's funny because I'm pretty afraid of heights. Like, I have no desire to go skydiving. Uh, but 
I got an adrenaline rush the first few times I did stand-up, and it sort of stuck with me. So it was something I enjoyed doing at night, and then I kept doing it, and then I ended up running a show. And then it's really carried me through some of the lower times when I was out of work or when I was doing something I didn't really like. Um, it was it's, it's very therapeutic in many ways. So it, it helped introduce me to lots of people that I otherwise wouldn't know. And uh, it gave me credibility because then when I wanted to write this book, I knew enough people from performing stand-up, uh, both in New York and L.A., where when I reached out to them, they knew who I was, or at least I was one or two degrees away from someone that knew them. Man, that's such a great story. I love this. I can't wait to see your book in some years come out. I'm, I'm telling you the story, the story, because <laughs> well, it's going to grow. I, I know this is the... die <laughs> No, no, no. You can do it uh, while you're alive, or maybe <laughs> we'll have some pictures. Yeah, maybe let, let, let's focus on that. I, I got a wife and kids. So I'm, I'm yeah, that's what I did. I didn't say all of that part. Now, you said that, but you're allowed to. You're the comedian. <laughs> so um, I, I'm also proud to announce that you just started the podcast quote of the day. I'll let you know that on Twitter, so uh, I just just launched it literally just this moment. You inspired it. This will continue because I'm kind of obsessive-compulsive, so when I start something and add it, it just keeps going, so I just tweeted, podcast quote of the day, get to know people who can write big texts. At Maddie B. Game <laughs> is out. I'm not I'm joking. That just, that just happened, and that's going to continue to happen every single day because I, I do things that I say I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So Matt, um, uh, so going forward, um, what's next for you? Because I, I see like cannabis space. You're definitely an investor and opportunist. What do you think's next? Uh, well, I'm taking my kids to swim lessons this afternoon, so that that's the number one on my priority <laughs> list. But uh, after that, I'm I'm going to San Diego next week to do a show and promote uh, the book about Greg Giraldo, and then part of that is I'm, I'm working with a team and, you know, a lot of things can happen, but we're, we're trying to build a documentary based on Greg's life. And then during the day, I'm working actively uh, on acquisitions uh, for this company, uh, MJIC. Now it's actually called Manifest 7, uh, but we're very active in looking for uh, California-based cannabis firms that have a history of revenues. And that's been really exciting because it's an industry – um, I've been interested in for the last few years. Uh, I, I think a big part of it, Adam, is one, there's a lot of carryover with stand-up. Uh, people like Joe Rogan have been very influential in kind of taking cannabis mainstream. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I, I miss the dot-com boom. You know, I was in school or just too young, uh, you know, when, when a lot of the Internet companies came out. And to me, this is it's just really exciting, like just, just from an investment standpoint, because um, I, I worked in – investments for about 15, gosh, almost 20 years. And there's always a question of, is there a demand? You know, I've Mm. seen several great technologies. I remember a lot of ethanol technologies in 2006. They seemed awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. But with pot, uh, I'm never worried about if there's a demand or not. I know there's a demand. (laughs) It's just a matter of, do you have the right people and the right business model to be able to take advantage of that demand and give them, you know, give the customer something they want? Wow, that's a great um that was a, that was a great um data point. I haven't heard anybody talk about ethanol in a long time. That was like <laughs> the, supposed to be the next <laughs> like like yeah. new count new found like uh holy like you know um, it's gonna corn. Save the it was yeah. the, the everybody wins and oh I wow that was a, you took me on a trip there. Good job. 
Um, yeah, ethanol was supposed to be it. But you're right. No, no, no. Um, you said you're not worried about demand. Yeah, I'm not worried about that either for the new the new group of uh, crop. Um, so Matt, if somebody wants to uh, learn more about either your shows or about your business or anything else, what's the best way for them to follow up? Um, on social media platforms, we're at Greg Geraldo Book. That's both the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if uh, anyone resurrects MySpace, we'll put it on there as well. Oh, Personally, fantastic. you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. Just search Matt Balaker. It's B-A Laker, uh, B-A-L-A-K-E-R. And on Twitter, my handle is at Matty, M-A-T-T-Y, B, game. Or they can just follow your show and uh, reach me that way. Awesome. Um, well, hey, Matt, I appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, all the great work you're doing and uh, promoting uh, your book, uh, Greg Geraldo, A Comedian Story. Definitely everybody go out and pick that up. Great stuff there. Um, and to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And Matt, thanks again for coming on. Thanks so much, Adam. Had a lot of fun. Thank you.